got crossover day here as the uh, Mets when they play weekday afternoon. Sal and I will cross over with you after the game. So, uh, Sal, Sal's had a day, man. The he, first of many. Oh, he's uh, SN. Why? What time were you there? Five o'clock in the morning or something? Uh, I woke up, at, and now you know you and I are night guys, mm-hmm. right? But it's opening day. You want to get excited, get up early. Get, we got to go to work. The alarm went off at five thirty this morning. Mm. That's a rough. That's a rough wake. That's up. tough for us. That is. Oh, it's I mean, not tough I mean. for a lot of you out there. We get it, right? But for us, who I mean, I'm not going to bed till twelve, twelve thirty. So the five thirty alarm, five uh, five forty five snooze. I was there at like seven twenty this morning. So you're on the Mickey Calloway coffee uh, diet today. I don't Calloway, even think, no. Calloway is ten to fifteen coffees a day. That we learned be, in the record store. That can't be healthy, can it? <laughs> Seriously, and he looks like he's in great shape. Yeah, no, he, he gets up early and he's at the ballpark at like four thirty. Gets his workout in, whatever the heck he does, but. Uh, Man, ten to fifteen coffees—that's that's living, baby. I, that cannot be healthy. But I do not drink coffee, so no, I'm uh, you know, it's all water for me. But it was—I mean, look—it's been a great day, right? Been fun to preview opening day, mm-hmm. to watch opening day, sit there and watch the game, whether it's of course the Mets or the Yanks, which are happening right now. But watch the games and then react to it. It's, the Yankees are done. Oh, what, uh, what six was to one? Uh, John Carlos Stanton, two so, homers. Oh, he had two. He had two. Oh, yeah, you're on. not gonna hear the end of it. But I, I will say this. I will say this. You know, I'm the Yankees supporter here but how nice is it to have two new york teams win on the same day yeah it is <laughs> it's been brutal for months the only thing this town has had for a year is the yankee playoff run that's it it's been terrible around here yeah so and this is you know on opening day opening days are always special but when you have both teams with some good expectations, Yankees obviously higher than the Mets, but some, you know, I expect the Mets to make the postseason, win the division. So when you have those type expectations, it's exciting for everybody because it's great when when both teams are good. And there are a lot of good things in, uh, I mean, I in today's game here for the Mets. I right? didn't need Stan to hit two home runs, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the Mets had a great day. Oh uh, yeah, you don't want to get into Aaron Judge's two for four as well. No, I don't. just missed the homer apparently. But, uh, oh, but yes, great. but yes, the Mets. As much as everything's going right for the Yankees with their win, uh, things went right for the Mets today too. You know, I thought my biggest takeaway opening day is so much fun to watch Noah Syndergaard mm. when he has that kind of stuff. And he didn't have his best stuff today. But to just watch him dominate a team, tying guys up in circles. It's been 11 months since we saw a, a real Noah Syndergaard start. Man, he is a lot of fun to be able to watch hopefully 30 times this year. And the thing that you love about him is that even though he wasn't his best today, and I know that's hard to say, well, Sal, he struck out 10, didn't walk anybody, but still, as you mentioned, made a couple mistakes and got beat with those mistakes. I mean, usually he'll go seven plus, seven, eight innings and give up one, you know, maybe nothing, right? But so today he gives up the four runs, the two homers, but they still win a game. He's still as dominant as you can be with allowing four runs. And yeah, I mean, to have that type of guy at the top of your rotation who's only going to get better. You could see he was frustrated when Molina. And by the way, I'm sick of Yadi or Molina. Can this guy retire already? I mean, it's amazing just... he's still around. Huh? Oh my god, and, and he's still killing the mess. And the way that he homered wasn't that reminiscent of the one off a of Hellman down the left field line like that. Nah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't see that. Look, oh, come on. He, it, how did he hit that pitch out of the park? Getting to it inside, right down the line off the foul pole. It reminded me of the one he hit off a of Hellman, obviously 2006 down. I feel right. Anyway, uh, Dude, that's twelve years ago, and Molina still feels like he's in his prime. It doesn't even feel like you know he's at that Tom Brady level where you're waiting year by year for him to stop uh, being a, a top performer. But Molina, he's still productive there. I think he's still got another three years or more on his contract. No. Oh yeah. 
They signed him to a long contract well, uh, in the last couple of remember years. Remember, he was supposed to be a free agent a few years ago, and I was wishing the Mets would go get him, but he didn't hit the market. He got re-signed by the Cardinals for, I think, really? three years. You'd sign the enemy like that, huh? Oh, my goodness. You can't, we're talking three, four years ago. I'd sign him in a second. That's exactly uh, I mean, what he's a great player. I, I don't know. I yeah. can't even picture him. Uh, give me, I never give thought me Chase Utley for him. that matter, too. Yeah, uh, uh, take on. him. They could use some of those. Th- Not now, but at the time. I think it, he's got to be almost done, no? He's got another three years on another his contract. Another three? Yeah, yeah. This year next year in 2020 and he's making 60 million dollars in those three years he got a big contract yeah i mean that's best and deservedly so the guy's a great player but anyway it was all i mean aside from that they give up the homer to molina they still able to win the game so it was nice to see Syndergaard do his job everybody else up and down the lineup i mean that has to excite met fans it Mm -hmm. wasn't just uh you know hope to get on base and hit a two-run homer or three-run homer and all these strikeouts up and down the lineup guys being patient getting on base putting the ball in play it was refreshing game today how about all those walks sal all those walks yeah we were high-fiving in the SMY No, but it's a good it's a good balance. I mean, I'm sitting there and Jess going, "Oh my goodness, Sandy Alderson has to be he has to be more excited right now." No homers, and nine walks, these, baby. All these walks and Nets nine baseball. runs. Yeah. What is the thing? They don't score any runs on walks, but you sure as heck can you know they they lead to runs later in the inning. It it's was not the big RBI, but they they cause runs. The walks were good, but it was a nice balance of yeah. patient at bats, getting yeah. on base with some walks, and driving some guys in with hits, big hits from. I mean, you name it. They had hits today. I mean, it's, I mean that, that's how you want this lineup to look with a different element, Pete, as opposed to Granderson and Duda and Bruce and guys like that who always, you know, it seems it's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of different guys now in this lineup. Yeah, Nimmo, Rosario. Ploiecki. Yeah, but, and we had to find out more about Ploiecki, I think, as far he as that goes. Good, but he's though. not a big homer guy. He's not going to be, you know, while Darno, we always talk about, oh, he'll be a 20 homer catcher. Ploiecki. If he hits 10 homers, I think you'd be happy, but he can go to right center field. He he has looked fantastic oh. since September of last year. Totally different player looks than what we strong, saw before. Healthy, looks confident in the mm-hmm. batter's box. Looks like he knows what he's going to do. He's ready for whatever. Yep. You want to go right field, he'll go to right field. You want to come in on him, he'll take it. He knows what he's doing at the dish. Looks like a very competent major league hitter. Over under 100 starts for Kevin Ploiecki behind the plate. Yeah, I'm going to go over. I think he's going to be the majority. I think Darno's going to play against lefties. Yeah. I think Ploiecki's going to be the, the majority guy. Pretty much the everyday guy. It, it was interesting. I'll make a Callaway framed it yesterday. Why Ploiecki on opening day? And it was framed as, you know, is that to do with Noah Syndergaard? Because Syndergaard's always thrown to somebody else, right? Renee Rivera was mm-hmm. the personal catcher for a while and others. Or, you know, was it about the pitching matchup? And Mickey Callaway said it was about the pitching matchup. He just felt good about Ploiecki's swing against Carlos Martinez. Well, I guess that was right. But my question would be, if Ploiecki's going to be starting against the righties, you know, if that's what they like, and it you know is beyond, or there's maybe there's something more specific about Martinez. But um, you know, I, I I do think you're going to see a lot more of Ploiecki, and you go out and get on base four times in a game. It's kind of hard to bench you on Saturday. No, I think he could be a significant upgrade over what they had a year ago, over what they've had for several years with Darno. I, I, look, I'm not going to rip on Darno, but they're a better team without Travis Darno. So uh, Ploiecki in there is a difference maker, and maybe they'll have some good problems here. If Gonzalez, I, again, you're not, we're not overreacting to game one, but people didn't want him here to begin with. Uh-huh. Then they didn't want him here after the spring that he had, but today he shows you what he could do, give you major league at-bats. Why are you looking at me? And I, <laughs> But Gonzalez, could, if look, if he can be a productive player and Nimmo, I, I really think Nimmo and Ploiecki 
You could throw in Rosario, too. Those three can be really key impact players here. But I bring up Gonzalez because if he plays well, sure. then, then you don't have a spike. You even have saying, good problems. Well, but it's not even saying you can move Bruce to first because then you're not going to sit Gonzalez if he's playing, right? Mm-hmm. You, and what do you do with Nimmo? When Nimmo good. becomes a pinch hitter and you know he'll rest Jay Bruce and Johannes Cespedes and Conforto coming off a shoulder injury, right. I, I think you know th- those guys are going to need some days, but obviously it's going to be a lot less playing time for Nimmo. And Juan Lagares' role will completely uh, he's, disappear. He's useless. You know, before the game today, it was interesting hearing Callaway, and he was asked about Lagares being a defensive replacement, and he brought up that he, they won't always do that because they want to know what the lineup looks like for that next inning, and they don't. That it sounded like they're that worried about his offense that. Even if they're winning, they won't necessarily put in his glove, depending on if that spot in the order is coming up the next inning. That's if he can't even play that kind of role, and I think that, you know, he's a huge plus defensively compared to what else they have in center field. But if they're not even going to trust him doing that, that's a bad sign. Yeah. For him. Well, in other words, there's more to it than just saying, Oh, you know what? We have a lead. Let's get the best defensive guy out there. He's thinking even further ahead than that. Hey, it may not be the defense that gives up the lead. It could be the bullpen and mm-hmm. you need the offense. And when we come back around, I'm not going to waste a guy for a defensive replacement. I'm not saying when- it's bad strategy. I'm just saying that. If Lagares isn't even going to play that role, he's got zero value. Then what are you doing with him right uh, now? I don't know. I would look to trade. Look, I mean, if there if there is any truth to the multiple reports that were out there that other teams had interest uh, in Juan Lagares, I'd try to give him away for nothing just to get clear the roster spot. He's I love that glove. I love that, and they don't have a true center fielder uh, otherwise. But uh, if, if they're not going to utilize it, then but is, what is, are you going to do? Is the difference defensively between, let's say, Nimmo and Lagares, or even Conforto and Lagares, is it it's ginormous? Not as not as much as it is offensively between the other players. Uh, certainly not with Conforto and Nimmo. I think the jury's still out on that. Uh, it's um, you know Nimmo's a better overall player than Lagares, but um, you know that's. I think it's still pretty close until we see Nimmo do this for yeah. you know, another month He's or two. Lot, right. He's got a lot to prove still, but yeah. Lagares is essentially useless. You can't have a guy who can hit. He can't run, and all he can do is play defense potentially as a late inning replacement. What's the point? I mean, yeah. you're wasting a roster spot. Yeah, no, it definitely perked my attention the way uh, you know Mickey Callaway put it today. So you know, Lagares didn't hit at all this spring with his you know new uh, swing, and, and today hits into a double play and his one at bat. Uh, he's got to be. Feeling it a little bit. And it's not, you know, Adrian Gonzalez had to be feeling it going into today, was able to help himself out. And, you know, we'll see if Lagares gets many opportunities to do that. 800-321-0710. We'll grab some Mets calls coming back. Uh, it's Pete McCarthy, Salicata hanging with you after Mets opening day, a 9-4 win over the Cardinals. This is the Sports Zone on the Voice of New York, 710 WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone. Here's Pete McCarthy and guest co host Sal Licata. What's your favorite part of opening day, Sal? Is there something, any of the pregame stuff, anything about it that uh, that gets you going besides just the fact baseball's back? Mm, it's a good question. I mean, from year to year, it's different, right? Whether it's who's throwing out the first pitch or what's going on at the stadium. I mean, I guess bringing out the um, the flowers there, the the tradition the Mets have, right? With uh, bringing out that, uh, what do you call it, the exact thing that I'm talking about here. Um, you know, that whole flower bouquet, like the, the shoehorn thing, the, okay. the good luck to start the season. That's always symbolic, right? You get the season started. I think the most important thing, though, is just knowing that once you start, it is now here for the next 
you know, 162 games. I mean, basically every night, except for tomorrow. Except every, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> have, every night, baseball's there for you. If it's not the Mets, it's somebody else. The season goes through October. I mean, the end of October. So there is a game. It's not like the NFL where there are off mm-hmm. nights. It is every night. That's the one thing you love about baseball. Yeah, it's interesting today hearing Sandy Alderson talk about it and how you just want to get past opening day. And, and yeah. Yeah, Howie Rose was talking about the same thing on the broadcast today because – People in baseball, they thrive on that routine because it's every single dang day. And this is the one day where there's a lot of emotion involved. It is the first. You have you know, a lot of pomp and circumstance and different things going on. And then the the real season in some ways starts on Saturday when you just kind of settle on into the groove of what's going to be over the, the next six months. It's weird because there are the playoff games, which are standalone games. There's opening day, which is the standalone game, right? It's the mm-hmm. one, And now, after this is behind you, you get into the heart of the season. Or I don't know if you want to call it the heart, as Alderson referred to it as the meat of the season, but all the games that, that matter. Now, these are the games that connect together, the series and all that stuff. Well, it's the there's real no, season. Yeah, there's no individualized game. Yeah, that's what the baseball season, that's part of the fun of it is, you can look great for 10, 16 games, right? Like a, a football season. And then, I mean, it just beats you up. You get beat up over the course of the year. You lose guys. Yeah. You, you had the trade deadline where you can, you know, make some big moves. But the, the day to day of it is where it gets really tough because this Mets team is a perfect example. There's a ton of talent there. You can see it today. There's a lot of talent when they have these guys out there on the field. But when guys start dropping, which is, inevitable with any team but it seems especially with the Mets in recent years how do they have the depth to handle it before we get to the calls I'll give you a chance now do you want to change your prediction on a win total or the division winner in the National League no no I'm not changing anything I'm giving it just for the record I'm giving you the chance today for those who didn't uh, hear last night Sal is picking the Mets to win the division so all the Mets fans can bow down to Sal for that. I I am certainly not. I picked them for a, a wild card spot. I think they're an over when you look at the you know, over under whatever it was. But yeah. I don't think they're even close to the Nationals. Okay, that's right. I was just giving. You I'm not chance. getting my hopes up for okay. that. I'm not you know jumping off the bridge at some point because uh, you know I thought oh, the Mets are going to knock off the Nationals. No, 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 no. They will have to tease me into believing that that is even on the table. Because okay. I think the Nationals are about nine games better than the Mets, even with the improvements that I do see for this Mets team. All right, that's fair enough. I'm not changing anything because of one day. Nationals even play yet. That's fair. Mets have a half game lead in the division. There you go. 800 Wire to wire, baby. Wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It might be the highlight. You never know. you got to enjoy these moments. Mac in Jersey starts us off here in the 7 o'clock hour. What's going on, Mac? You guys are so happy. This is great. Happy is good. You're not? Happy is good. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that we won. We always win on opening day. Here's where I'm calling, guys. I said, and you disagreed strongly, that the Mets will go as far as the offense takes them. Here's why I'm saying it. Because the ball is juiced. All you got to do is tap it. It's going out. Other teams are going to score runs. The Mets are going to have to keep outscoring the other team. I mean, you might have a... You're not going to have a lot of shutouts. Hold on. Let me write this down. The Mets in order... Hold on. Let me write this down. The Mets, in order to win, have to outscore the other team by scoring runs. (laughs) I got it. We got it. Loud and clear. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be... You said that this is the worst stat line Syndergaard is going to have. Big overstatement. I said it's one of the five worst. I'd rather him have a high ERA and win a lot of games ugly 
then have this minuscule ERA and be like King Felix for the 13-12 season. I'd I mean, you can't control be, that. <laughs> well, why is it got to be one hit. or the other? Why is it got to be one? Why can't he? It's more than you can have it. Why can't he pitch to a minuscule ERA and the Mets score a bunch of runs? I don't understand why it's got to be one or the other. Because he's only going to go six innings. He's, he's going to give up three, four runs. This is him. No, it's and not. He's going to strike out a million guys and still give give up runs. This hasn't been his mo. Going to be perfect. What is this based on, and Mac? The Mets are going to have to score four, five, six runs. What kind of ERA three. you think Noah Syndergaard is finishing the year with, Mac? Three point five. Mac, when have the Mets been a bad pitching team when healthy in the last several years? That's going to be considered good. Whoa, whoa, when, no, Mac, answer, answer the question. When have the Mets, when healthy, been a bad pitching team in the last few years? Well, when healthy? Yeah, when, when healthy. They're going to be a bad pitching team. I'm saying that they're, they're going to pitch good. Pitching has always been the strength. They haven't won because they haven't scored enough runs. And back then, they weren't allowing any runs. But they weren't scoring any runs either. So it's got to be a balance. The Mets can do what they did today. Syndergaard could be better than he was. They're not going to score nine runs, but maybe they, maybe they score five and he gives up two. It doesn't really matter as long as you win. But Syndergaard will be better than he was today as far as allowing runs go. Why? But they're still going to need these guys to keep hitting the Rosarios, the Nimmo's. Yeah, we know all the players in the lineup. Thank you. We know the players in the lineup. I know the players in the lineup. They need to be top third offense to to be a wild card. Okay. I mean, they got to score runs. I get it. I mean, I don't understand what the point exactly that Pete is. Maybe you could dissect Max call for me. Uh, I'm, I'm out. I think it's outscore the opposition. Uh, you know. So he thinks the pitching is going to be bad. Is that the point? I, you know, if you're arguing. One of the arguments was you'd rather see Noah Syndergaard win a lot of games with a bad ERA than lose a lot of games with a low ERA. And unless you're Noah Syndergaard, yeah, I think you want the Mets to win games. Doesn't matter how. I can see if Syndergaard uh, was getting beat around today, if he was walking the ballpark, getting peppered here or there. He had two mistakes. Two run homer for Yadier Molina. When you get beat by Yadier Molina, you're not alone. Again, that's not bad pitching Molina. Yeah, no, it's a good heck of a job of hitting. To be able to get the bat head out in front of that and pull that down the line like that, that, I mean, you just tip your cap. So he got beat on a couple of home run pitches. That's it. Do do people watch this guy? Like, he's unbelievable, the stuff he has. If you want to bet against him staying healthy and you think, you know, you, you throw that hard, a guy's destined to get hurt. I'll listen to that argument, but the idea that Cindergard, it doesn't have the ability to dominate. You watch the game today. If you watch the game today, he was dominant despite the stat line. Right. If you just looked at the box score, you know, 10 strikeouts, no walks would jump out at you, but the four runs, you say, eh. It's six innings. This not- wasn't, this was a dominant start, even if he gave up some runs, and that's why it'll be one of his five worst starts of the year. I'm telling you. He's not going to go six innings and give up four runs. I mean, that's that's for it's him. It's not that's happening very often. For him, that's a horrible number. But again, he was not bad to Pete's point. If you watched the game, yeah. you saw how dominant he is. I mean, some of those guys had no chance. Dexter Fowler looked like mm. he didn't belong in the bigs with some of his at bats today. Tommy Pham, not yeah, real nice player. Last year. You know, and Syndergaard had them flummoxed. Uh, Vernon in Manhattan. What's up, Vernon? Hey guys, how y'all doing? We're What's up, good. Vernon? What's going on? How's that the game today? All right. Okay, I got two sides. I got the good side and the bad side. So what you want to hear first? Well, let's get the good side out of the way, and then we'll get <laughs> okay. to the fun stuff. <laughs> the good side is I saw a difference in this team um, under uh, uh, Mackie, Mickey. The thing was they weren't hitting home runs. They were just getting hits. 
getting on base, not swinging at bad pitches, taking walks. And when a team starts doing this and starts to gel together, be surprised. They may take the division in this division that they're in. So that's a good thing I saw about the Mets. Here not it comes. Long ball, but taking their time. Uh, what's the bad thing, Vernon? <laughs> the bad thing is Shea Bridge. Did you see Shea Bridge? No. What happened well, with Shea Bridge? Well, I know they, they, the what? city pavilion is out there. Right. They put a huge wooden block bar <laughs> on the side of the bridge. Yeah, it's like, uh, I believe it's like all you could drink or something. It, or I don't know if it's all you could drink, but there's a. What's wrong with it's that? It's a big drinking spot, yeah. Well, first of all, the bars on the bridge, it takes up space, that's less seats. The Mets can't make money. Also, that huge thing, you can't see the field. That's From the bridge? Elway, that's why Elway had to crunch all the way to the right side. That side, so you can't see the field from the bridge anymore. That's your complaint about the bar. Yeah, it's it's just not right. The thing is, that left side, you know who hangs out there when they're not sitting out in the in the center seats, the seven line army. Now they're gonna be coming on my side, where I'm the guy that wears the fireman helmet. I wore orange fireman helmet today. But the seven line can come over, join we all together, and have a good fun. So that's the thing. Get rid of that bar bridge, gentlemen. Have a nice day. All right, thanks, Vernon. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'll go check it out next time I'm at the stadium and see what he's talking but, but about. But the bridge is not meant to be a... Well, a lot of people have hung out and watched your game yeah, from the bridge. Yeah, but they shouldn't. You should be walking through. You're either walking through to get some food no, or no, Shake Shack no, or no. Smokehouse or no, you're I, standing. I, the, but that's what you pay for a seat for. Well, if you yeah, want to watch yeah. the game, sit in your seat. No, but people walk around. They want to see the park from different views. I don't think there's anything wrong with hanging out at Shea Bridge watching the game. I'd be curious just how change the view is from that spot. Well, would they put in seats there? I, I thought I read somewhere that they put in extra seats, like a luxury area. I believe that was in years past that they've done that. I know, uh, and I now they, they have a bar there this year. Uh, I, I haven't walked around the outfield yet, but next time I'm at City Field next week, I'll, I'll go check it out and, and take a take a look from there and, and see. But... I check know. it out. Mm. When, when I was told about that bar out there by the Shea Bridge, I was like, that's where I'd be hanging out. <laughs> I, somebody was telling me today there's a new bar. Is McFadden still there? I, it, Ray is saying, producer Ray is saying, yes, McFadden right, is so still there. Right, so maybe then this is the new bar that the person was talking about. I, who knows? Maybe. we got to go out and check it out ourselves. Yeah, we, I have no we, idea. We had some homework to do yeah. here, Sal. So. Uh, 800 Road trip to the ballpark <laughs> to go have some beers? Yeah. Sign me up. Uh, 800-321-0710. More calls. Opening day wrap-up. 9-4 Mets win earlier today. It's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy, Sal Licata on The Voice of New York, 710-WOR. Now more of the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Salakata. Oh, muscle maker, Sal. Yeah. Eating healthy. They have fueled me today. How's that diet holding up? Good. I mean, SNY had boatloads of food. To- I was going to say, today's a tough day to stay on stay on point, whether you're at the game or you know hanging at TV. You, you can't control what uh, what you're getting in front of you. How'd you, how'd you do today? Did yeah, you well, I did well. I stayed away from all the you know free food that they had catered. It was all really? great stuff, Italian food, but it's not healthy. Plus, if you have to perform all day, I can't. I want to eat a whole pie, but I need to sit on the couch afterward. I can't do a TV show and a radio show. Why you not? Know? Yeah, be able to do both. No, I can't eat. Poor- Poorly and then go perform with good energy for several hours. Yeah, you can. 
No, my body doesn't work like that. I don't know how people do it. I do it every Friday night. You could eat, <laughs> what, before you come in here? Well, I, I have a burrito during the game on Friday night. It's a Friday night burrito night, baby. Oh, during the game and yeah, then you're on no, I got Come it. on afterwards. I got the energy. I That's can, a I thing? I can withstand it. Burrito night's a thing around now. I'm on no, tomorrow yeah. night solo. You won't be here. Tomorrow is Friday, right? Yeah, yeah but on... yeah, it's not a real Friday. Oh, okay. Well, good. I'm not getting a burrito, so <laughs> neither, neither is anybody else. <laughs> yeah, Mark, uh, Mark wants to get in on these burritos. Hey, credit to producer Ray today. Went out, bought some wings for everybody. Wow, did he? Yeah. Nice job, right? Nice gesture. So I got to hang out, eat some wings. Came back from the ballpark, starving, and I dove in. I ate about uh, half of them, I think. Yeah, see, that's not healthy either. Opening day meal wings. I'm not saying it's healthy, but I I don't care. You know, diet can start tomorrow. All right, that's fair. On the weekends is where I do. I'm going to Toronto on Saturday, watch the Yanks and Blue Jays. I will indulge then in Toronto, but not during a work day. Wow, so you're going up there. You want to see Giancarlo Stanton, two-homer Yankee in the flesh, huh? You're dying to see it. You guys are telling me he hit two homers. The second one was off a Tyler Clipper. That doesn't count. I mean, come on. He hit one home run, too. Anybody could hit one off a Tyler Clipper, please. Tyler Clipper still going strong, huh? Uh, I didn't realize, yeah, I, I, come on, he shouldn't be in the big leagues. I mean, we, he's terrible, we know that, but I didn't realize how much it would bother me, but it, of course it does. Opening day, he's got to hit two home runs. I mean, come on. Right, then the Mets had won, things had gone their way, and it was it was literally so as the Mets are winning the game, I see Stanton hit the home run against the uh, against the Blue Jays. Yeah, Blue Jays are not going to be as good as people thought anyway. Is he Donaldson no. trying to throw the ball today? No, I didn't see that. Oh, my good, Did you read about it? No, he, what happened? He cannot throw. He oh. was he, he was looking like he's nursing and he's bouncing uh, uh, the ball across the diamond. He's got a big problem there. I mean, Donald's going to, he's going to have to, they're going to have to sit him down. He can't throw. Well, that's not good. Well, they don't have Edward Carnacion anymore. He's been gone a couple mm-hmm. of years. They have like a set DH. Justin Smoke, I know, you know, does a lot of that. I mean, so you could DH him if you had to, but. Uh- that's not the way you want to be playing going into your free agent year. Yeah, no, it's they, they, the Blue Jays are not going to be as good. But credit to the Yanks, they get the Severino was a story dominating that Blue Jay lineup. So back page tomorrow. What? It's got to be Yankees. Um, that's a good question. Yeah, it's going to be Stan. Yeah, it'll be Stan with the yeah, two homers. That's a big. Stand. That's all right. Let them get the back page. Let the Mets pile up the wins. <laughs> Don't need home runs. Just keep you know churning that. Let that lineup continue to move. All the way around. Mets are going to be doing it quietly I over like the it. course of this That's year. That's the way we like it. 800 321 Let's go to Yui in St. Louis. What's up, Yui? Hey, Pete. Sal, how are you, buddy? What's up, Yui? Are you a good guy in St. Louis or a Cardinals fan? What, what are we dealing uh, with here? Di- I, Sal knows I'm a diehard Mets fan, Pete. I, uh, I, I moved to St. Louis in 83 from upstate. I bleed orange and blue just like uh, Sal there. But I'll tell you, um, it was today I had to listen to Tim McCarver and the Cardinal announcing team hmm. because they black out the Met telecast in this market. Um, I heard that the Cardinals have the best outfield in baseball, okay, which I found kind of kind of comical. It, it's not the same as listening to Gary, Keith, and Ron. But, um, you know, just, just a couple of thoughts on the game today. Uh, I think Nimmo – I'm glad Alderson did make that trade from McCutcheon. I think at the very least he's going to get, you know, 400 bats and probably be a nice platoon guy in the outfield given, uh, you know, well-needed rest to, to Bruce and Cespedes. Um, I agree with you, too. I think uh, with Syndergaard, probably this would be one of his five more starts of the year. Uh, I, I, I liked the way he threw today. It was, uh, you know, I hate. Molina for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Go back to 2006. Hmm. He's had a great career, but uh, I don't enjoy seeing Molina beat the Mets at all. And then the other thing, too, is I think the bullpen might be better than we thought it was, was going to be. I think Gisellman, um you can put him in a lot of different roles out there. So it's uh, yeah, really interesting to me, and thanks for the call, Yui. Uh, if he's going to embrace... Today, he kind of embraced that, I'm coming in for an inning, going to dominate you, then skip and jump off the mound. 
But I want to see him in the role where he comes in and gives him like three innings out of the pen. And I'm sure today they hadn't had a game since Sunday. They're off again tomorrow. Mickey Callaway probably want to get some guys some work. So Swarzak gets in there. Familia gets in there. But I think Gesellman, I'm curious when it's a Lugo start or to a lesser extent Harvey Matz, if you get five innings out of one of those guys, maybe you're happy. And then can you go to Gesellman for two or three Yeah, that's, I think you that's something the Mets haven't done in recent years. His versatility is going to be invaluable to them. He's gonna he's gonna take that bullpen to the next level. I think he's gonna be we do we always reference Pat Mahomes because he was great yeah. at what he did. I think he's gonna be that type of guy. Gesellman's stuff today too. Nasty. Holy cow. The ball is not moving like that at all. Think about it. Last you have year. you have him and Lugo once Vargas comes back going back to the pen. You have already the four big guys that you could trust back there. Swords Zach Ramos, Blevins, and Familia. Maybe you get something from how do you say his name? Rame. Oh, Rame. Jacob Rames. Rame, and you got Seawald. If any of the, I mean, and you have a manager who should excel at using all these weapons. That bullpen can be a super pen and a big time weapon for this team. I love opening day. I, well, I said it before <laughs> well, opening day. Pitching, got, I said it before opening day, so I feel this. I mean, Teddy did nothing to obviously hurt no. what I was saying, but I do believe that that could be the case. Yeah, let's go to Artie <laughs> in Brooklyn. What's up, Artie? I can't believe we're talking up Nowicki, um, Nemo, and Plowicki as our offensive weapons. It's Plowicki. I mean, they're complimentary players. They're okay, not it's carrying all, this team. All, all we have to know is after the Jets were three and one, and I'm a Jet fan, buddy, and I called you. The Jets are three and one, and South picking the Jets to win the division. When did I do that? I picked oh, the Jets. You didn't, but you yeah, know, he had the right over under, and he yeah. actually hit that. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Look, I I love that the Mets won today, and without a home runs and stuff like that. Yeah. But let's remember, okay, last year's team. You can say what you want. Last year's team, the, the game one, they were better than they are this year. No, they without weren't. A doubt. Talent-wise, without a doubt, you're talking, you're talking Granderson and Duda. Let me ask you something. Granderson and Duda, both those guys on, stink. If you have a chance to get LaCroix and Walker right now for first and catcher, you wouldn't take them over the guys that we have now? No, I would not. Oh, my God, you're hesitating. No, I would not. You're hesitating Yeah, right because now. I don't understand what you were saying, first and catcher. I'm thinking Walker's Walker, a second baseman. You know, Walker's Walker not a first baseman. And how did he do? How did Neil Walker do last year? How did he do on this team? How'd he I'm do? I'm asking you a question. How did Neil Walker do on this that. team last year? I know that. I'm asking you right now. You rather have what you have in Gonzalez and who, I don't know, instead of Walker. Yes or no? Yes, I would rather have Gonzalez than you'd Neil Walker. You rather have a Plowicki instead of Lucroy? I'd rather have Lucroy than Darno. I'd rather have Plowicki than both of them. Okay. And then you also said. Super bullpen. Yeah, super that's pen. What you own, that's what you said, right? Super pen. Yeah, mark the words super down. Pen. Yeah, yeah I super mean, pen. That's a little, you know, that's a little crazy, no? How was, what was their pen last year? Their pen was great so, last year? No, no, no. So why are you saying last year's team was better? This year they have at least four guys you can trust right now, not counting Gazelman and Lugo with their versatility. And you're talking about Curtis Granderson. He's finished. Curtis Granderson dropped the fly ball today. He can't hit. Curtis I Granderson. Didn't say you, I wanted Granderson. You just said Granderson to do that. I didn't want Granderson now. I didn't want Granderson on this team now. I'm saying that last year's team was a hundred times better than this year's team. What are you supporting it with? You're talking about Granderson, who you don't want now, and Lucroy, who wasn't there. You're not backing it up with anything here, Artie. I'm backing it up with the fact that you you pointed out the, the three guys that you pointed out 
are not key guys for our team. And I don't and we have freaking Cabrera batting cleanup in this lineup. They have Oh my goodness, Artie. When they have Cespedes, Conforto back, those are the key cogs in this lineup. They only had Cespedes for half the games last year. Conforto gets hurt late in the season. The nice things about Nimmo, Ploiecki, and Rosario, these are complimentary players. The reason we're talking them up today is because they bring a dimension that the Mets team did not have last year. Everybody was all or nothing in that lineup. Now there's some more balance. I like home runs. I like Lucas Duda. I like players like that, but they had too much of it last season. Now you have a little balance. That's why we're talking them up. Lucky's played really well. Can he keep it up for two months? That's an open question. Nimmo's played really well. Can he keep it up for two months? Sure, I understand that kind of cynicism, but you can't sit here and tell me that those guys haven't impressed you with what they've done. If you've been watching them September last year, spring training, and opening day, if you're going by two years ago, what you saw from them, you're off. You're not seeing it. You're not seeing the development that has occurred. And, and he's talking about last year is better than this uh. year, and Granderson and Duda, and, oh, Neil Walker, would I want Neil Walker? No, I don't want Neil Walker, as a matter of fact. I don't. I mean, I can think of other options, but I don't want Neil Walker back. Last what year's did he team, do? Last year's team had some talent. Going into the year, yeah. This year's better. And they all got hurt. This year, you know, it's not even worth having the discussion who's better on opening day. If the Mets have the kind of injuries they had last year, they're going to stink again. Well, if last they don't, year, they could be really good. Last year in April, they lost Cespedes, Syndergaard, and Familia. Yeah. Season over. You can't lose your three best players and expect to have a season. But that's not the only reason why they stunk. They stunk because nobody else played any well, uh, played good either. I mean, they were terrible. Everybody was terrible. Underperformance and injuries ravaged the team. But this year, they're better than like. Come on, last year they had Cabrera at short. You got Rosario up here at short now. And even if he doesn't do what he did today, they're still better off. Ploiecki is an upgraded catcher over what Darn was a year ago. Duda, I don't like. Granderson, I don't like. You talk Jose about, Reyes was playing no, every day Reyes, last come year. Come on, I mean, it goes on and on. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think you could compare it lineup wise uh, to, to last year's team. Again, eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. We'll take some calls. Uh, Sal's going to have you all the way until nine o'clock. It's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and Sal Licata on the Voice of New York seven ten W O R. Now more of the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. Mets a 9-4 win over the St. Louis Cardinals. I think there's reason for optimism after today here, Sal. And, you know, I was kind of the doom and gloom guy the last couple of nights, but it's opening day. The Mets Won their their opener, did it convincing style. You can see his talent on this team. As they usually do. But yeah, there is a difference between, let's say, Colin Cowgill hitting an opening day grand <laughs> slam than what you saw today from what I believe to be a very good baseball team. Andrew Brown, three-run home yeah, run right. Strasburg in 14. All right, so those things are flukes, right? You get excited about opening day, they win a game. But realistically, you know that they're not going to be a good team, or they're more bad signs than good. In this particular case, they won the game, and there were a lot of good signs. All right, uh, let's go to Mary in Huntington Station. How you doing, Mary? I'm feeling great tonight. Thank you, Pete. I'm feeling very happy for the Mets, very positive about the Mets. Um, but I'm feeling very bad about so many people calling in so negatively. What's going on there? I mean, <laughs> I can't believe the caliber of many of the callers tonight. It's shameful, quite frankly. I mean, I feel that Mickey Calloway has brought such positive support and energy 
it's infectious to the team and it should trickle down to the fan base. I can't believe how people have been behaving tonight, especially those calls about Keith Hernandez. Yeah. And, and thank you for saying what you did, Pete. I mean, what's wrong with people? This is a great day. Let's take it. Let's enjoy it. And let's be happy. Yeah, uh, it hasn't been the, the, the best day on the phones here, and, and thanks for that, well, Mary. what's wrong with people? A lot. Uh, there's a lot wrong with people. and I, well, It's Mary, opening day. People are out having fun. And Yeah, Mary, Mary, I'm with you, though. I don't understand the negativity. I don't understand how people could be so negative. I mean, let's be positive. It's opening day. This is a good baseball team. Positive Sal is yeah. back in the house. <laughs> uh, Rich in Jersey. How are we doing, Rich? Yeah, hi, Pete. Hi, Sal. Um I just uh, I like what I saw with Nimmo at the leadoff spot, uh, taking pitches and being patient and setting that lineup up pretty good. Uh, I just had a question: Who do you think when when Nimmo's going to be out of the lineup um, on days when he's not in uh, in the leadoff spot? Who do you think they're, they're going to uh, insert there to uh, set that lineup up? It'll be Conforto to start. Okay, so you think Conforto's going to be leading off when Nimmo's not there? There's nobody else. Let's say Pete eventually. Um... Or if we can envision a day where, you know, Bruce, Nimmo, Conforto, Cespedes all in the lineup at the same time. How would you would you structure it? Nimmo, Cespedes, Conforto? Yes. Okay. Right, so the idea is you want a guy on in front of Cespedes, Conforto, hitting 2-3. Yes, and I just separate the lefties. Yeah. I don't think they, they have to do that, uh, you know, absolutely, but... Cespedes seems to be embracing the two-hole. They sold it to him by saying, hey, this is the trend of baseball. The best hitter hits second. I wouldn't be in a hurry to take it away from him if he's comfortable in that spot. So, yes, Nimmo, Cespedes, Conforto is the way that I would set it up. Frazier clean up, and it pushes Jay Bruce back to five. American League games, you're going to see that and the, with the DH. Yes, the American League games, no matter what, the Mets would be able to run out that lineup. Let me see if they have an interleague game early on, and we could kind of get a, a gauge of I don't how they might handle it if and when the situation happens where Jay Bruce is uh, is playing first base. Right. Um, right now they the, mix up the interleagues, it's all throughout the season. The lineup obviously changes. You know, It's going to change depending on lefty-righty and all that stuff, but once they have the DH game, unfortunately, the DH isn't universal. And I'm a purist. I love National League Baseball, but it's an unfair advantage that the American League has the way that they can construct the team and then a lineup. If the Mets had the ability to have a DH, this wouldn't be a problem. I yeah. mean, we'd be talking about a loaded lineup. Yeah, I agree with the way it lines up. And the Mets don't have a, a road interleague game for the first two months, so uh, they'll, wow. they'll have to sort it out on their own. 